Hey, Reese, bitch, put the game on, man. I'm trying to see what Luca and them boys going to do tonight, man. Mavs outside this podcast. Y'all know what time it is. Hola. Bienvenidos a otra edición del podcast Mavs Outsiders. I am your host, Mike Bibbins, on Twitter at Bibbs Corner. Joined as always by my co host, Maurice Williams, on Twitter at Minder Reese, also on Instagram at Minder Reese. Reese, ¿cómo estás? Somebody bought you a rose out of stone or something? Where that even come from? We just had a whole 10, 15 minute conversation before we hit record. We hit record and you start talking in Spanish. What? Um, I'm practicing. Um, it sounds like you've been practicing. <laughs> I don't even know if it was correct or not. I'm the wrong person to ask. I passed Spanish with C's and D's, brother. But, <clears throat> okay. I don't know what I you said, but let it go. I'm feeling good, y'all. I'm feeling good. Uh, this should be a not gonna say it. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Um, Wakanda forever. Oh, hold up, Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. Uh, yeah, we we here. Black power. What the? F- hey man, look. All I'm saying is, y'all thought black people showed out. For the first Black Panther act, we had our first Black superhero in the movie. We really going to show out now that, you know, in all the chat with Bozeman, you feel me? So get your dashikis ready. Get your kufis ready. If you, if if you know, your, 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 your yama. No, wait, that's that's Jewish. Yama because of Jewish. Um, Got the Black Israelite showing up? Like, what like, yeah, man, look. It's about to be real out here. Oh, man. I ain't showing up in none of that shit, but. <laughs> Shout out to the. Uh, I actually did buy a uh, like a, a hoodie with the African print on it for the first uh, movie. Uh, I went in a Black Panther shirt and a leather jacket. Yeah, my sister had a dress that also had the African print on it. We did the little the little symbol or whatever before took the little picture or whatever. Anyway, uh, this is a hell of a start to this podcast. Crazy uh, start. You were speaking <laughs> Spanish. <laughs> I had to hit him with something different. I had to catch him off guard. He said, "Never, ne- never let him see your next move." You caught me off guard. That's for sure. I got to, got to, got to, got to keep you on your toes. Um, it's been another week of the off season for 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 the the Mavs. Um, let's talk about let's talk about real life real quick. Uh, you had a birthday party today, right? Was it a birthday gathering? Uh, yeah, my cousin's birthday cookout. Let me tell you about this, man. Look, Uh-oh. black people, man. Like I came home from work, right. Took a nap. And I said, I'm going to take this nap. I'm tired. I'm going to take this nap. I'm going to be cool, right? By the time I get to this cookout, you know, everybody be there already. I went to the cookout like 6 o'clock. Okay. Back away from my mom. Went to the cookout like 6 o'clock. Got there. And I'm like, damn, it's parking spots out back. Like, all right. It's different. Went to the yard. It's like three people in the yard. I'm looking on the table. Ain't no food in the joints. I look at the grill. Ain't no food on the grill. I go in the house. It's like two people in the house. I'm like, they knew we was coming all day. Why ain't nobody cook yet? Why ain't no food ready yet? Man, it was like I ain't had no food till like, what? Almost eight o'clock. 
I thought you missed it. So, so they hadn't even started. They hadn't started. I ain't missed nothing. <laughs> That's the problem. If I missed something, that would have been my fault. Right. They hadn't started. Now, the food was hitting when I got it. You feel me? Right. But seven something o'clock, bro, for a cookout, that's that's low for black people, man. Our people gotta do better. We losing recipes for real. Was it too hot? Like what was going on? I don't know. What nobody ain't nobody showed up yet. Was the grill even fired up? The grill was fired up, wasn't nothing on it. All right. So they they had just fired it up then. That's funny. Oh man. I mean other 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 than that, like did it end up being a good time? Everybody No, it was a fun time, you know. I I had some food. You know, chilled with family. I ate some crabs. Y'all know I'm from Baltimore. We do that here. So, you know. Um, I ain't had a crab in a minute. Yeah, my hands smell like crabs right now. That's the worst part about eating crabs. Yeah. Like, you eat crabs, you wash your hands five times. They still smell like crabs. They get into your clothes. Yeah. But they good. And when they, they good, they like good. Just thinking about them, so. Um, I should have like been home. Every time I go home, it's like a funeral or something. So it's hard to like ask people for, for some good food and shit. So everybody <laughs> eating crabs at the reception. No, nah, so it's usually not the no reception. Crabs. I mean the repass. Yeah, it's usually not no crabs at the repass. Um, <clears throat> oh man! All right. So I told y'all last week I was going out of town for this work thing. Um, it's been a wild ass week. Like, um, I need some TSA stories, man. <laughs> so we can start with that. Yes, they sexual harassment. So I haven't been on a plane since since 2019, like right before the pandemic shut everything down. And right. prior to that, I had a long history of getting fondled by TSA. Um, I don't know why, but they love grabbing the meats right in public in front of everybody. Um, <laughs> the meats. I will say they did. They did offer to take me off into a side room once. But other than but other than that, like I didn't want to take go off in no side room so they could anal probe me and shit. So I was like, no, nah, just do what you got to do. And like they show you the little thing. Like, have you been through TSA recently? No. Nah. Like when you go through the the X ray, they make you put your hands above your head, like spread your legs or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like they do that, and then they show you where the thing is like indicating that they need to touch you, right? I haven't experienced that. So. Every now and then, like they'll tell me, like they'll tell you, "Oh, don't take your your uh, watch off." And then, like my watch might register, and then they got to check my wrist. Like, okay, that makes sense. Um, every now and then, I have like a thick zipper or something on, on something. No, they'll, they'll check the like zip, like these the shorts I'm wearing right now. I wore some sweatpants that were similar, and they have like a thick zipper on the side. So those they indicated. But um, tell me why they turned me around to show me the thing, and it's a sensor on the meat. <laughs> the what? It was a little yellow marker on the meats. Like I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> and like they turn you around to show you, like this is where I'm about to touch you. And I'm like, "Yo, like you dead ass though." <laughs> I've been like, "No, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not." I'm just letting you know I got to put. Like, dog, what you mean? I'm like, is there another way? Like, what is this? We just you just go, and then he, they don't hesitate. They just go for it hand on on the outer end in a thigh like dog hey man look that i don't know who worse tsa or bouncers at bars i went to a bar yesterday i went i got to the door showed him the id i went like this he was like can you turn around for me it's like all right he went boom boom i was like oh you trying to take me out on a date brother what's, what's going on it, it that happened on the way so that was on the way there that was on the monday morning um on the way back 
from Florida. They hit me with the radar and I'm expecting, you know, they tell you to turn around. Like I'm expecting to be able to look and see where they about to touch me. When I turned around, he got a handful of ass. <laughs> like, yo, what is going on? The cakes. I had a, I had PTSD trigger. Like, yo, what you doing? Like PTSD. <laughs> you, can't, you can't just be grabbing somebody's ass all casually. Like he ain't said a word, just came up. Wow. I was like, he a stone cold killer boy. He been doing this. Know how many asses he grab a day? He, he ain't hesitating, said a word. This was crazy. Like, I, um, I forgot where I was for a second. I was like, yo. And then I like look back. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> um, and now these shorts, these sweats, they have a zipper on the ass, too. So that's what he, he went for that, I guess. But dog, tell me what you about to do. Don't just grab. Like, what, what is we doing? Fuck TSA, man. <laughs> just long story short, fuck TSA. I'm tired of getting groped in public. This is is not cool at all. Sound like PSA trying to fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm tired of TSA, man. Yes, they, they didn't take me to the side. Like, I've been pulled to the side a few times, had my bag searched publicly and all that good stuff. Like, they, 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 they some assholes. As long as ain't no cavity checks going on, man. <laughs> like I said, they've only asked me to go to the like into a side room once. Um, usually they just grope right there in front of everybody. So, uh, it, it it is what it is. I got the thing. I, I'm bringing it up because I got to fly again this coming Monday, and I'm not looking forward to it. Um, More groping. Yeah, that, I, I can't remember the last time I got through TSA without getting patted down. It's it's getting annoying. Sorry to hear that, brother. I'm sorry you had to go through that traumatic experience. I've had the text the the U.S. Marshals roll up on me at the airport, um, like literally with the badge in my face type shit. Like, Damn. where you headed? U.S. Marshals and like it was funny because I had got off the plane I think I had a connecting flight in Houston I think it was either Houston or Dallas I had a connecting flight in Houston or Dallas based on where I was coming from I think I was coming from Austin and I landed and um, I was got off the plane I had my hoodie on I was walking and it was a big dude like in a chair that I walked past it and I, I know, saw him get up and he was like walking behind me but then he like sped up a little bit and caught up to me. And he was like, even with me beside me. And he kept like ch- looking over at me. And I was like, is this dude trying to like talk to me or something? Cause I had my headphones in. Mm-hmm. And um, I noticed like him looking at other people in the tunnel area as he was walking up. But like, again, cause I'm very aware of my <laughs> surroundings. I don't trust shit. Uh, so I took one headphone out and then he was like, U.S. Marshals threw the badge in my face where you headed. And then I saw like some of the people here like made eye contact with start to scramble around like in case I tried to run or something. Oh shit. And I like pulled the hoodie off. I was <laughs> like, I'm going for XYZ, da da da. And he like looked at me real quick again and like looked at something else. I guess he had like a picture of whoever they was looking for. And then he was like, Okay, enjoy your day or something like that. And like did like a symbol, like, yo, this ain't him. Like whoever we looking for might be <laughs> still back there, or maybe we missed him because we've been Avengers was about to assemble on your ass, boy. Yeah. Like they they was like, This is our target, let's get him. And then now apparently I was a decoy for whoever was actually trying to get away. Shout out to hope that brother got away. Cause uh, <laughs> again, fuck these people. Um I, I've had some times, man. I hate traveling. I, I genuinely hate traveling. Uh, back to the actual story though I was going for this conference in Florida for mm-hmm. my job I had to speak to like an audience of people as as the the uh, the subject matter expert for my department uh, and all that good stuff I felt like a gigantic imposter 
um, it's weird. Like in my head, I'm still like a teenage boy. So like standing up in front of a bunch of professionals and like adults, if you will, it, it still feels weird. Um, but this is the first time I had to do it for this job. I think I survived the three hour speaking session, but uh, it's it's a beast, man. I, I, I hope I never have to do three hours ever in my life again. That's a bit much. That's actually a lot much. We did have like a little break in the middle. So we really only spoke, spoke for like two hours, maybe 15 minutes, uh, 15 minute break and then 30 minutes of questions. But uh, man, that's that was a lot. <clears throat> um, I did get to enjoy Disney a little bit. And I went and saw a light year while I was there, too. That was your first time saying it? Yeah, I had I had skipped it originally, but I was there. I was like, I ain't got shit else to <laughs> Did you do. like it? It was fine. Um, I listened to a review, I think it was double toasted about it. <clears throat> and they talked about how this was supposed to be the movie that Andy saw, and it was like, nah. Oh shit. <laughs> I was saying the same thing in the movie. I'm like, ain't no fucking way. <laughs> first no of fucking all, way. first of all, with the LGBT stuff. In the 90s? Please. Ain't, ain't no way they was going that hard with it in the 90s. Nah. And then they talked about like the cat was a socks. How, how They definitely would have had that. They, they'd have had a socks toy. Come yeah, on. A now. Socks toy would have been lit. First of all, Disney, how do y'all not have socks toys out right now? I love socks. I want a socks. <laughs> I fucking love socks. They don't like, them out. Get some socks merch. They got to be out there. Um. What else? Um. Oh, and he talked about how the people in the Buzz Lightyear movie looked more realistic than the humans did in the original <laughs> Toy Story. Like, come on now. Like they actually did a retro review of the first Toy Story. Okay. And like for that time, animation was was new, it was good. Looking back, that shit is not holding up. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I hate to say that because Toy Story is a classic. Like it's a good yeah. movie. It's a great movie. That animation ain't holding up, bro. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Especially like you, like I said, the humans were. Yeah. Like the toys, of course, they can look like toys. They can look goofy, but the humans look crazy. But I kind of felt how they felt as far as you know. The movie was really good until that crew came into the picture. Like it was just they needed too much for me. <clears throat> different sized, shaped people to like. If it was just Buzz and Socks, I'd have loved it. Right, it would have been a nice journey and story. Uh, even the girl was cool, but like the other characters were completely <clears throat> necessary. I ain't like the Lieutenant Serg twist either. I tried to decide if it made sense. I haven't watched the originals in a while, but like I remember Andy playing with Buzz Lightyear, and he was like, "We got to defeat the evil Emperor Zerg or some shit." Yeah, like if he saw the movie, then he knew who Zerg was. So like, what are we doing? Right. A bunch of retconning for no reason. Right. And and I think they said that uh, they probably went back and forth between it being a movie and Buzz being like a real person. Yeah. And just they should have just kept it. They If they would have just kept this as this is a spinoff, it's not connected to Toy Story in any way. This is just a movie about the person Buzz Lightyear. I'd have been cool with that. But them trying to tell us that this is the goddamn movie that Andy saw that it made him want to get a Buzz Lightyear toy. I'm like, that's cat. <laughs> that's cat. <clears throat> Completely unnecessary. I don't. I don't know why they did that. Um, 
But yeah. all in all, I liked it. I think I gave it a seven out of ten. I haven't decided what I'm gonna rate it yet, but uh, yeah, it was fine. It was cool. Um, it had some good moments. Yeah. Um, Kiki Palmer did her thing. And she was cool. Uh, uh, the character was kind of annoying. I'm gonna be honest, but all right. of them were so. Right. <clears throat> Speaking of Kiki Palmer, she was also solid in Nope. Um, I know you haven't seen it yet. I don't want to say too much about it. Um, I'll say now. I did do a review with Tyler uh, for the Bibs Corner podcast. We recorded that earlier. I'm not sure when that'll come out. I'll try to get both of these out before I leave. But uh, Tyler, I was about to say Tyler fucking Perry. Oh my God. Jordan Peele. (laughs) Jordan Peele. (laughs) Two different directors, boy. Jordan Peele has three movies out now um, where he's director and writer. And I think it's safe to say he's he's established himself as <clears throat> a dependable person. Like when you go to see a Jordan Peele movie, you can expect good things. Um, yeah, because even though I didn't dislike us, right? I just didn't think it was as good as people say. I don't think it it was a solid movie. Yeah, I just didn't enjoy it as much as I enjoyed Get Out. I'm not comparing the two. I'm just saying it's hard, and that's what I think part of the problem not problem but the part of the the issue with trying to properly rate us was that get out set the bar so high yeah that's why i try not to compare that's why i try not to like when i score it try to compare it to that because they're two different movies anyway but it's just i get what he was trying to do with it but it just didn't hit for me it didn't deliver the way it did for other people but it was still a good movie I just probably wouldn't watch it again, to be honest. And that's how I feel about... <clears throat> I don't want to say that's how I feel about Nope, but <clears throat> I feel about Nope and us that he executed what he was trying to execute, I think. Um, And he did something a little different than other people in the genre have done with all of these movies. Mm. He just didn't... It wasn't as layered as Get Out was. Um. And if you're trying to compare his movies, Get Out, in my opinion, some people have don't have Get Out as his best movie somehow. I don't understand. I don't talk to those people. <laughs> I don't understand, but some people don't have it. Some people have said Us. Some people have said Nope is better than that. I think if you're saying Nope, it's way too soon to to say that. It's definitely probably some prisoner, prisoner of the moment type stuff <laughs> yeah. going on. I'll just say none of these two movies is the same, which I appreciate. Uh, there's no tropes like I can't say this is a Jordan Peelism with okay. certain things. Um, <clears throat> all I can say is like if I'm looking at nailing down his signature, it's familiar, uh, familiar trappings like familiar situations, familiar. Um, not, I don't even want to say characters, but familiar set, not setting sort of setups. But he does something different with it each time. Okay. Like us has something different in it that that maybe you haven't seen in other movies. Nope, definitely does something different that you haven't seen in in this type of movie. So <clears throat> for me, it comes down to I did watch it twice actually, and I did notice some more stuff on the second watch that I didn't catch the first time around. Um, and that could either be because I wasn't sure what to expect. Or because of the twerkathon that was going on in the theater the first time <laughs> I went to see the movie. Um, this damn near ain't a Mavs podcast at this point, right now. <laughs> just talking, man. Fuck it. 
Um, hey, if y'all listening to this podcast, it's because y'all like us, in my opinion. So if this is your first time listening, I, I apologize. This is this is usually a Mavs podcast, but uh, when I get to this Mavs stuff, ain't going to be too much exciting stuff to talk about here, but we're going to try. Uh, <laughs> and again, as we always say, check the show notes. You can skip ahead and, and just listen to the Mavs stuff if that's what you're here for. But if you hear, most people say they like when we talk about other stuff, so I don't mind doing it. Um. <clears throat> but yeah, I think um, definitely see it. Definitely would be interesting to have uh, some conversations. I think when me and Tyler talked about it, we some things came up that I hadn't really thought about that deeply. He helped me like get to to those places. So uh, I think that conversation will help broaden like whatever view people have. If you're a listener, um, I'm glad you was able to get somebody other than me a shot for that review. Yeah, because we would have focused on the wrong stuff. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> But uh oh, I, yeah, definitely see it. Definitely see it because it was it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. By the time we record next week, I'll have seen it, regardless whether it's with her or without her. Okay. Well, hopefully you get to go with her. I don't want. Yeah, you to I hope so. I don't want it. I don't cause no problems. But um, oh, I forgot to say, like the horror elements. Each of his movies does a good job with the horror elements, like the tension. And the suspense, like, it's always going to be there. And there's nothing nothing cheap or wasted, I would say. Like, I, I can't go to a single moment in any of these movies and say, why was that there? And not feel like there might have been some deeper meaning to it that I just missed. Yeah, I can't think of any. <clears throat> um, let's, let's get to the Mavs, I guess. Is that, is that something we should do? The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. You can bet on the upcoming Orioles game. Who's going to get five hits? Who's going to get three strikeouts? Whatever excites you the most. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code TBPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I got a lot of topics here, actually. Oh, wow. I wasn't expecting this. Okay. We'll just see how long each one of them is worth talking about. Hopefully not long. I'm tired. Saw you yawning over there. All right, first things first. I'm the realest. Um, oh Jesus! This motherfucker just called it Iggy Azalea on the goddamn Mavs Outsiders podcast. I ain't even remember who said that shit. It just came to me. All right. <clears throat> first thing that happened this week: AJ Lawson. Yeah. Signed with the Timberwolves. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, two-way contract. <clears throat> Timeline was pissed. Perturbed. Uh, I, I saw. I mean, I expected them to be pissed. Y'all get pissed about everything. 
But <laughs> y'all pissed about losing a, a two-way dude. Like, I don't, whatever. But I get it. I don't get it, but I get it. Um, yeah, I saw that. How do you feel about that, though? Because I know we were actually just talking about this. So this is where I differentiate from Mavs fans. Most Mavs fans, I should say. I, I see it all the time on the timeline. People have this expectation that they have a plan and they know what they're doing and they're working some shit, but they're not. Stop it. Stop getting your hopes up. They are not smarter than everybody. I don't know how many times they have to prove this to you. They are not smarter than everybody. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. They control absolutely nothing. I Look at how other front offices move. We are incompetent all the way around. And, and this isn't even about AJ Lawson. This is a, a broad stop getting your hopes up. Stop having expectations. When they do execute something, don't act like it's part of some grander scheme. They just got something done. Like it's not that they're they're playing chess and we're playing checkers. That's not that's not that's not what's happening. We don't we not tapped in like a lot of these other front offices. Nobody fucks with us like they like they do with each other. It, it, it is what it is. And when you put expectations on this front office, you are going to be disappointed yep. a lot. To the AJ Lawson of it, shout out to him for not waiting. Um, yeah. I I think I tweeted that that I, I could see the Wolves signing him like a couple weeks before he signed. Or like really like the second game of summer league. I, I don't know why I, in that moment I felt like the Wolves would have the ones. But I'm I'm glad he's there. I get him on him and Rudy Gobert on the same team. Uh, the Wolves are a team I'm gonna support this year, which is hilarious because I always have hated Cat for not being what I wanted him to be. But now he doesn't have to be that. <laughs> now he got coverage. He and Anthony Davis rolling up. Yeah, he. I mean, it's I mean like Dirk. He he had Tyson Chandler come in and cover his weak spots. Like this is what Gobert is gonna try to do for Cat. So I'm I'm excited. I love Ant. Um, I I hate that D'Lo has been turned into whatever he's been turned into, and people are back hating on him again after they was proud of him for for getting to the All Star game and all that. Now he sucks again. I just think he's in a position that doesn't really utilize his strengths, and I think that's changed with Rudy Gobert coming. Why is that? Because he's a pick and roll guy, and he not now has somebody that can actually execute the pick and roll with him. Yeah, that's true. I think his best season was with Jared Allen. That's true. I think now with guys like Cat and Anthony Edwards emerging, though, you need more of a a guy who can facilitate outside of the pick and roll more. A guy that's going to facilitate outside of the pick and roll more. That's why I'm excited about their coach because he seems to get it. Like, I feel like they're going to have multiple ways of attacking a team. Like, you can get some D-low – Rudy Gobert pick and roll. You can get some cat isolation. You can get some ant isolation. You can get some cutting action. Like they can do a lot of different things to it's just like a pick your poison scenario. Like this is the defense they're giving us. All right, this is how we're attacking. And it's gonna be hard. It's gonna be hard to stop. Honestly. And this is not even talking about what they're gonna be be able to do on defense. So yeah. Um this also ain't the Tim Wolves outside as we starting to get out. <laughs> I'm sorry. I like talking about competent teams. Um, back to the Mavs. So shout out, to, shout out to the, the, the <laughs> shout out to AJ Lawson signing the deal. I, I wasn't hurt. I, I'm not. The fact that it didn't happen immediately after let me know that we weren't, we weren't doing what we needed to do. 
Um, we still haven't officially signed Tyler Dorsey. I don't know what that's about. Uh, and we're not filling up our camp spots either. So uh, I like watching the Warriors just sign guys. Um, it's interesting to see teams sign players. The Mavs always seem to no way. You good? The Mavs always seem to be the Mavs always seem to be a step or two behind other yeah. teams when it comes to stuff like this. So this is not really a shock. This is the norm, basically. Yeah. And that's that's how I feel about it. Um we'll see who, who gets that second two way. It'll probably be Moses Wright. If if we are still committed to Tyler Dorsey. <sighs> Any other thoughts on that? Nope. All right. The second thing I wanted to hit, and I was going to try to see if I could get it to open. Jalen Brunson. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, Jalen Brunson. The the Mavs outside. It's not the Knicks outside. We won't talk about that. I mean, he mentioned he was talking about the Mavs. Yeah. Yeah, Jalen Brunson had a, we'll call it a quote-unquote press conference where they didn't have no press. Just a conference. During that conference, he said, Alice, you guys made the Western Conference Finals. Was that difficult leaving the team given the success that you guys just had? Without a doubt. Um, for the longest time, I thought I would never leave Dallas. I thought Dallas was my home for my entire career. And um, it's a great place. It's a place that I really wanted to be. And uh, I'm so thankful that they took a chance on me. And um, they just. It's, it, it was definitely tough. I mean, my teammates, the organization is special. Um, the, the relationships I made there, as um, there was really special. Alice, you guys make the Western Conference Finals. They just, oops, let me let me dial that back. They just, they just. Re, do you do you did you read any of that? Um, <laughs> I listened to the clip. I heard it. Heard about it when it came out, saw it, listened to it. Heard him say they just I didn't read too deep into it. I just don't Jalen Brunson knew he wanted to leave a minute ago. I truly believe that. But what is that? Do you think that we triggered that minute? Do you think that there was something that we did or didn't do that let him know? I don't think it would have mattered what we did or didn't do. By the end He wanted to be in New York. By the end, I believe that. But I I also believe that we open we cracked that door open earlier in the season when we left needed him to be tradable. And uh when I heard that they just it, it reminded me of something. And uh I just wanted the small clip, but I can't find a small clip. Ain't like I'm still five years old, you know? Ain't like I'm going to be sitting up every night asking my mom, when's daddy coming home, you know? Who needs him? What the? He wasn't there to teach me how to shoot my first basket, but I learned, didn't I? Hey, I got pretty damn good ass too, didn't I? Got through my first day without him, right? I learned how to drive. I learned how to shave. I learned how to fight without him. I had 14 great birthdays without him. He never even sent me a damn card. Yeah. <laughs> 
What brother? My brother in Christ. What? What the fuck? What? The, what what's? What's the correlation, brother? What's that's what I heard. And why was that music playing over there? <laughs> I, I don't know why they had the music on it. Like it was it was very intense. But that's what I heard with that day just. Why why they don't want me, man? I I I, I don't read into that. I don't think the match You wasn't there when I was at Villanova winning championships. You know what? I'm gonna go to New York. I'm gonna go to my first finals without him. <laughs> he um it felt like pain man it felt like he was hurt his feelings were hurt his feelings were hurt because we wouldn't extend him when we had the chance we needed him to be tradable we didn't see him as a long-term piece so he had to create a situation where he could leave and he told his pops 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 they don't want me pops i don't know what to do pops pop up and his dad said, I got you. And put things in motion. He said, you just do what you got to do, son. And when the season is over, we're going to take care of you. And they did. Shout out to Jalen Brunson, man. Um, I genuinely believe he did want to be in Dallas up to a certain point. And then he had to take care of him. And he did that. I believe he wanted to be in Dallas, and I also believe he knew he wanted to go to New York already. Both things are true for me. What, I don't think, think he pers- wanted to be in New York forever, or do you think that he opened that door? Not forever, no. Most of the earliest you think that it happened. A, I, I can't say. I'm pretty sure it started this season, maybe halfway through. Um, it hasn't always been like that, in my opinion. But once he realized okay. he wanted to go to New York, excuse me, I think it was a wrap. I do think. Uh, around the trade deadline was probably when he. It's too many ties to New York as far as family too. That shit. Yeah. yeah, I think he. I mean, I feel like he. It's one of those situations where, let's say, you love your job. You know what I mean? You happy on the job, everything is good, but then you you get called in and they say, "Hey, Reese, we don't we don't know how you how your performance been, son. Like that raise you thought you was gonna get, we are gonna give you about half of that raise, and uh." You know, we're gonna have to give you a warning for 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 your performance or whatever. And then all of a sudden, you're like, "Well, damn, am I not as loved here as I love this job?" And all of a sudden, then them them other applications that you had put out there, you, you, they start looking a little interesting. Like, hmm, maybe I do need to be applying for this other place because clearly they don't love me like I love them here. That's that's what I think happened. Well, fuckers never loved us. Fuckers never loved us. I mean. I've been there. I've been there where you get comfortable, you love the job, you happy, you love the people, and then they, they do something to shake your, your trust and you start looking elsewhere. Streets don't ever love you back, man. And, I mean, that's the way you got to move in this world. So, again, shout out to Jalen for taking care of himself in that regard. I I'm just so ready to move on from Jalen Brunson. It's not even funny. Like, y'all done spent so much time stressing over Jalen fucking Brunson and now y'all talking about who gives a fuck what he said in that conference? He's a Nick now. Like I know where that was going. Yeah, I should have. I should have said it real so like he's a Nick now. I didn't say the other word. Okay. No need for editing. All right. Uh he's a Nick now. Like, why we even move on? Like, not saying, not telling y'all to move on, but like I understand they're gonna ask about the Mavericks and stuff. Even the interview with JJ Reddick, I get it, but I didn't even I didn't even listen to him. Um, Man, we done with that. Like, I'm happy for dude, for real. Like, 
prosper, brother. But we moving the fuck on. We worry about us. Yeah, I don't think he said anything inflammatory in the JJ Reddick thing. I think that that little day yeah. moment was a slip. Um, I don't think he's gonna do anything to like burn the house down. Me either. Um, at the end of the day, he's a professional. He knows uh, that that's a bridge he might need to cross again one day. So no need, no need burning it down. And I don't think he didn't enjoy his time here, so it would be no reason to do so. Right. Unless they like legitimately took him behind, you know, the the arena and said, fuck you. Uh, I don't yeah. I don't see why he would, would do that. Let's move on. Josh Gray. Josh Green. A lot of talk about Josh Green not participating in Summer League. What's he doing? What are we doing with him? Uh, Alex Kennedy put out an article on on the 21st of July explaining what the fuck Josh Green has been up to. Okay. First of all, should I read this article? It's a long-ass article. I ain't gonna read the whole article. So Josh Green reached out to the people at Impact Basketball in Las Vegas. I'm going to read the intro so you get an idea what impact basketball is. Some days you may see multiple stars training with Joe. I'm not, I'm not even going to try to say that name and his staff. One day last summer, Kyle Lowry, DeMar DeRozan, Paul George, LaMelo Ball, and Tyrese Halliburton each came through to work out over a 24 hour span last week. Kevin Garnett, Carmelo Anthony, and Tayshaun Prince showed up to the famed gym. Prince. That's why I was like, damn, that's, ain't he in the front office somewhere or something? I'm not sure. I think he does have a front office job somewhere, if I'm not mistaken. Um, <clears throat> Impact Basketball is known as a revolving door of notable NBA players with plenty of people popping in for a workout or pickup run. However, a select few players spend the entire offseason at Impact, creating a custom development plan, working out with Joe Daly, following a strict diet, tracking their biometrics, and more. This summer, one player who committed to this intensive off-season regimen is Dallas Mavericks wing Josh Green. Less than 24 hours after the Mavs were eliminated from the playoffs, Green contacted Joe to map out his summer program. Let me say that again. Less than 24 hours after Steph Curry and them danced on our graves, Josh Green called this dude in Las Vegas and said, hey, I'm ready to work. Let's start putting this plan together. From Josh, I texted Joe the day after we unfortunately lost, and I told him that I was ready to go whenever. Green told Basketball News. After that, I stayed about three days in Dallas. I went on a quick vacation, and then I was at Impact, and I've been here for about a month. We've had a lot of time to work with him this summer because he got here early, Joe said. He took four or five days after the season, and then he got out here, and he has not left town. Some guys are in and out doing all this other stuff. He's been locked in and working on the same things every day. The fact that he's locked in and so consistent is going to result in a very good season. I think it says a lot about his commitment and what his focus is for next season. It's time for Josh to really step up as he did last year, but this year is going to be that next step. I'm going to add a little bit more context to how serious does Joe do this. Prior to Garnett's MVP season in 03-04, KG locked in and really embraced the nutrition component of Joe's program. Before Kyle Lowry became a first-time All-Star at 28 years old, he spent the offseason at Impact, making significant changes to his diet for the first time and even leaving his honeymoon early to get in extra training. In both cases, Joe predicted their breakout success before the season based on what he'd witnessed behind the scenes. Any, any thoughts? About this so far, 
Um, that sounds promising. It's also nice to see how committed he is. I mean, you don't have to be that committed. I don't mind if a dude gets eliminated and he's like, I want to enjoy my offseason. But less than 24 hours after being eliminated, you're ready to get right back to work. You kind of like to see that in young guys, uh, especially when y'all be fucking talking about Josh Green, but I'm not even going to go there tonight. Um, <clears throat> like I said, excuse me, it's promising considering what he's done with other people. It's not like Kyle Lowry was on some insane level before he made his first all-star game. So um, that's nice to see, but it ain't really his health and conditioning that I'm worried about. It's other shit. So if he helping him with confidence and how to shoot the goddamn ball too, then that's cool. But I mean, if not, then all this shape shit is cool, but motherfucker, you're like 22 years old. You should be in fucking shape. Yeah. Um, I think so for me, one question I've seen people ask all the time is like, does he take it seriously? Does he think he's too good for this? Like, as far as like people saying, why wasn't he at summer league? And I think this answers those questions at the very least that there's other ways to improve. And he clearly knows yeah. he needs to improve. Also, it's not like dudes join summer league and automatically improve. Some dudes join summer league and don't take any jump at all. Yeah. Plus it's not a hundred percent his decision, whether he plays in summer league or not. Like, yeah. I, I never understood why people were saying that or even alluding to that. Like, right. Um, I think he knows. I think the Mavs know that we need him to continue to grow and improve. So I'm sure he let the team know, hey, this is what I plan to do. And they were like, cool. Like, we're not going to fuck with that. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure Kid and them went and popped in on some of his workouts to see how things were going. Like, uh, he he also went through and talked about his experience in the playoffs. He talked about how it was hard to be end up getting benched uh, and watching your team lose. Yeah, in the series, like he was like, at the end of the day, I'm a competitor. I hate losing. Like I want to win and I want to help the team. So if I'm not ready enough or if I'm not good enough to do that, then clearly I need to do some things to change that. Um, <clears throat> but he did like talk about Luca being a great leader, also during this this conversation um and how exciting it was to to get to the the conference finals uh the next thing i wanted to to talk to to read was like some people talking about his progress and they said green looks like a different player this summer knocking down three pointers with ease putting the ball on the floor and turning heads throughout the gym i think the biggest thing for me is just realizing what i need to do to help the team out i'm not trying to work on stuff that i'm not going to do in a game and I'm coming in with full Thank confidence, <laughs> knowing what I need to do and being ready to go. I'm more motivated than ever. That's good to hear. You're not practicing stuff you're not doing in the game. Um, yeah, I'm cool with that. Like, Here's what Joe said about his training regimen. The first month, we really just worked on ball handling, finishing okay. and getting him more efficient. He's so strong and powerful and fast that if he's efficient and attacks the rim at angles and can finish, he's going to be really difficult to stop. Last year, he finished the season shooting over 40% on corner three, so he's gotten a lot better in that area, but we've continued to work on his three-point shooting. Three-point shooting, ball handling, finishing, and getting him to the ultimate physical shape are the main things. Um, I think it was, yeah, Alex Kenny was posting out little clips of Josh working out while he was, I guess, writing this piece. And one thing I've noticed is, or one thing I pointed out was that uh, it looked like they were definitely working on making sure he was finishing strong, which 
was a definite weakness for him. He always oh, slowed sure. down, always slowing down, always contorting and doing all kinds of weird stuff at the rim. They, the, the Joe was pretty much told him, go to the rim, go through whoever's in your way. Like you are a big, strong dude. Not a lot of guys are knocking you out of the air. I mean, all of this, this is good to hear. That speaks to the fact of me saying, you know, uh, well, him being fit isn't really what we need. They're helping him with his weaknesses and confidence. But I, I want to see it on the court first. This is great to hear. I'm excited about it. It has me excited more about Josh, but I got to receive it. I got to see the results on the court. Yeah. And again, I, I'll probably I'll put the link in the show notes, maybe. But the, the whole article is a good read. Essentially, he goes, he says everything that I want to hear. Like, if I'm, if I'm a Mavs fan, he said everything you want to hear as far as what he's working on, what his weaknesses are. He seems to ad- identify those pretty clearly and, and say that he feels like he's taking strides. Uh, most importantly, again, the confidence. He says, you know, last year I was very hesitant with my dribbling and not knowing what to do. Uh, I've always known how to dribble, but it's different as you get to the higher levels. Um, he's had to adjust to getting the ball less than he did in high school and college, right. um, which again is that that's the thing that I don't think people realize is a, a mental hurdle for some of these players that are used to being the guy. And now always, you're in like a league where you're just another guy sometimes. Right. You're the fifth dude on the floor a lot of <laughs> times and you're on the floor with a dude who's been all NBA multiple times. Like it's, it's Jalen Brunson struggle with this to a certain degree. Like it's almost like a culture shock. Yeah, like you have to, and because he's such a team player, he's not going to go try to take over a game. Uh, He's going to try to figure out how to fit in his role, and that's where the awkwardness comes from, is that he's trying too hard to fit into his role when we need him to just do things. We need him to just act, stop thinking. And Josh is putting in the work, but I'm pretty sure people still find something to complain about. But Yeah, I I really hope it shows from like day one. I hope coming into – training camp or the preseason we we see it right away yeah for his sake because i mean <laughs> i think we might be okay regardless but it's like i just want to see the dude prosper um i'm a josh green fan i don't hide that i'm not biased towards josh green i know his deficiencies i know where he's strong i know where he can improve but the way y'all be talking is kind of crazy so uh yeah i hope this this workout he's doing does pay off and you see the the obvious Excuse me, you see the obvious changes and improvements on the court. Yeah, both he and uh, the Joe guy talked about his confidence being <laughs> dramatically improved already. Um, and again, it just comes from putting in the work and, and being able to trust your ball handling because you've been working on it so hard. Um, he also said that Jason Kidd helped him boost his confidence this season versus where it was yeah. <laughs> under Rick Carlisle. So crazy what happens when you play a dude. Yeah, and I think they also pointed out like he's 21, like he's younger than some of these rookies that are coming in at the end of the day. All right, a couple more things I want to hit. We can get off Josh. Pause. Photos of Luca drop. Oh my God, are you fucking serious? Luca, Luca, vacation Luca, thick daddy Luca, whatever you want to call him. People were up in arms over Luca looking kind of chunky. I'm over it completely. I could not care less. This is the only thing I'm saying on this topic. So if you have anything else to say after me, feel free to go. But unless it's in response to something you're saying, I ain't got shit to say about it. I have not seen these pictures. I do not give a fuck about these pictures. 
I, I, I can barely see that. I see him, but I can barely. See. All right, he I looks don't. drunk in this photo. I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna keep it a hundred. Luca just has that body where if he's in shape, you'll never be able to tell. What are y'all looking for? Y'all looking for him to have muscles and be cut up and stuff? That's that's not gonna happen. And if he is fat, oh fucking well, get the motherfucker in the gym and stop complaining because clearly he either doesn't want to work out or he's working out and it's just not showing the results y'all want. He's not gonna have much downtime this off season. Um, <clears throat> if he wants to to relax for a couple of days in the middle of the summer three four months away from basketball i don't i sent you the picture i don't i don't mind i feel like he's one of those like i'm trying to think of a i was trying to think of a example oh yeah y'all overreacting get the fuck out of here like one of those assassin type dudes that just be chilling smoking and drinking and then he get the call to come kill and he show up he strap his shit on and go get the job done like all nba three years all nba first three times in a row say what the man from toronto Something like something like that, yeah. yeah. Like he he just show up and get the job done. Like all NBA first team three years in a row took the team to the Western Conference Finals this year. He showed up every year in the playoffs and cooked motherfuckers. Leave him the fuck alone. Like if he's coming out and and, and being sloppy and, and can't play basketball and, and doesn't get the job done at the end of the day, then by all means talk about it. But I, at this point, I couldn't care less. Right, as as him, come on, man. Yeah, like he hasn't given us any real reason. It's just it's like you're looking for something to, to to not call him perfect. Like nobody's perfect. Yeah, that's that's what exactly what they're doing. I wish they shut up. Like he want to have a couple of drinks in July when no basketball is being played. Then by all means, have a couple of drinks, Luca, and just come in ready when it's time. Like if he if he shows up like Zion in in, in uh, the off season or something, then then we might have to have some conversations. But as of today, I'm I'm cool with it. I'm good on it. All right, what else we got? Westbrook. Windhorse and, uh, oh no, yeah, Windhorse, McMahon, Bontemps. They were having some type of conversation about Westbrook. In that conversation, McMahon let it rip that Dallas said hell no when asked about signing Russ. He can play for the Ducks in China, said the Dallas source. Now look. I don't care how you feel about Russell Westbrook. I don't care how they feel about Russell Westbrook. Why is that a quote that's coming out from the Dallas Mavericks? Why is what? Why? And we know who said it, right? Mark. Nico ain't said that. How we know that? Nico seem like the type to, to 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 make a statement like that. I don't know that motherfucker. All right, if Nico said it, then he's been. Will he say it publicly? Out. No, we don't know what he said behind closed doors. I'm be honest. Quite frankly, I don't give a fuck who said it. It, it don't matter because he's not gonna play here. It's not even about Russell Westbrook for me. How does it look to the rest of the, the players or whatever to be talking like that about a guy? And this is the same thing that happened when when he when Mark Cuban went out of his way to say Russell Westbrook isn't a superstar. He acts like he's a fan and he can just say shit like this. But you represent the organization. If the organization is talking about players like this, you're going to alienate players. Like who the fuck is going to want to come play for you? He's already done that. That's what I'm saying. Like you're you're digging the hole deeper. Like 
we 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 signed Nico, we signed Kid. We're supposed to be resetting the table, and you're still doing this dumb shit. Well, first of all, I understand the affinity for Mark Cuban, but we don't know if he fucking said that. Mark Cuban said it. I I bet my left testicle. Mark That's Cuban. a hell of a bet. You might win. I'm just saying we don't know for sure. So right. I don't care enough about this situation to go in and say. Mark, why would you say this? Whoever said it, you're wrong. Like, I understand y'all don't fuck with Russell Westbrook like that. He's not playing in some goddamn China League. Russell Westbrook is an NBA player. Shut the fuck up and stop playing these games. If you said it, you shouldn't have said it. You sound like an idiot. At least you sounded like an idiot in private instead of sounding like an idiot in public. With that being said, don't give a shit. Yeah, it's, it's uh, again, it just another reminder for me. The only reason I wanted to bring it up is just another reminder for me that this team is not is not going to be putting itself in a position for for success as far as free agents and shit like that goes. Like we're not going to make ourselves a destination moving like that. I have no expectations anymore. That shit is done. I think the resetting of the table gave me hope that maybe we could be one of them teams, but this offseason has made it clear that it's a lot more the same. Yeah. Um, it is what it is. Uh, I'm stuck with them. I'm gonna stand beside them. Okay. A- anything else we need to hit? I don't think so. I was surprised uh, we had that. I-, I just wanted to go through little moments that popped up. I don't like talking about this stuff on the timeline anymore. Stuff gets out of hand quickly. That's most of the stuff. Period. So. Yeah, fortunately, uh, probably don't have much of a choice. So it's out here now, and people, you—I mean, you could text, you could DM me, you could tweet me, whatever. Uh, but I can't just go on the timeline because somebody crazy won't just show up, and then I'm gonna have problems. But uh, I—I don't know what's gonna happen next week or this coming week. I felt like this week was gonna have absolutely no Mavericks news, and there we have it. Some stuff came up, big or not. We'll see what happens this coming week. Again, I'm going off the grid for a couple of days here. And uh, I'll try to get these. I mean, obviously, if you're listening to the podcast, the podcast is out. But uh, for Reese's purposes, I'm going to try to get these out. Uh, midnight, I guess Monday morning, like 12 a.m. Monday. Uh, so that they don't fall into this week. And I have to bridge between it. Sunday and Monday. Yeah. So I'm going to try to schedule it for, for midnight there. And uh I don't even know how long this podcast is. Whatever. Anything you need to add? Anything? Anything on your mind? Nah. Just if y'all hear more casual talk next episode as opposed to Mavs talk, don't be surprised because not much is probably going to happen, which is expected at this point. Which is okay because at this point, the off season is it gets really dry. So speak of the devil. After starring for Olympiacos in the EuroLeague, guard Tyler Dorsey has signed a two-way deal with the Dallas Mavericks, sources tell The Athletic. Dorsey okay. two seasons, 2017 to 2019 for Atlanta and Memphis. So there it is. I just said don't know why it wasn't done yet, and it's done. Go fam. Perfect timing. Thank you, uh, Shams, Shams, whatever. Won't make a fucking difference. All right, that's all I got. Uh, we can close this whole out. Y'all can't see me, but y'all can see me. You see, I'm rocking like, you know, the mother milk swag. 
you know, with the with the hip hop shirts, because that's all he fucking wears, hip hop shirts. But, but yeah. we didn't even talk about the boys. What the fuck? We can save on Titan. We 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 can save it because I ain't gonna make it through. I ain't gonna make it through. I ain't gonna make it through. We keep it on the boys, right? Yeah, I finished it. Yeah. Okay. I got four episodes of Attack on Titan. Maybe we'll talk about it next week. Okay. Yeah, you'll be done by then. So. Yeah, I'll probably finish it at night. I'm. You'll probably watch most. Yeah, tonight or on the plane or whatever. Damn, why am I tired all of a sudden? All right. <laughs> uh, until next time. Peace. Peace. Thank you.